Hey everybody, we got a brand new swag shop. It's powered by Fourth Wall and it's really great. It's at eplex.store. That's E-P-L-E-X dot store. Hopefully you find something there you like. I'm partial to the one with Jordan Peterson and Jesus. The internet is a big dumpster. I'm white and I've got everything I need. No one clutches their purses when they're in a room alone with me. And I can drive. Welcome to the Intellectual Dollar Tree. Welcome podcast listeners and welcome live viewers. We do the show live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific right here at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Make sure you hit up our shop at Echoplex Media, or I'm sorry, eplex.store. Uh, we have the uh, IDT stuff featured there right now during the live show. And uh, I don't know, throw us your bits, start a hype train, tell your mom, whatever, whatever. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder. And I'm HK Perrin. You can find me on Twitter at HK Perrin. And you can also find me in the chat and on my own gaming channel on Twitch called Sylphweed. Fantastic. Well, usually when we get comments on YouTube about this show, they are um, negative. Um, oftentimes about my sexuality. Oftentimes about HK's sexuality, even though he's uh, mostly straight. Uh, they, you know, you making weird assumptions in their home. It just goes to show you that homophobia affects everyone. And um, <laughs> this one was a good comment. They're like, hey, why didn't you do the thing with Constantine on the first hour of the Tim Pool show? And I said, okay, well, I guess we'll do that next week. So you can just blame okay. it on who I, you can blame it on the only nice person who ever commented on our YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, I've never actually watched Tim cast. Well, so, I'm, you know, it's not always great being here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that streak is over. <laughs> Very quickly, Steve Bannon was found guilty of contempt of Congress 
And yeah, well, I guess that's the news. It Starting off with some good news. To be expected, Steve Bannon was arguing executive privilege, but when he was in was on trial, his defense team actually didn't bring up any witnesses. So many people are thinking that this is some kind of bigger play here. That this may be a strategy to go to a higher court. We'll see. We'll talk about that, of course. Well, no, you can't claim executive privilege if you're not part of the executive branch. Like, what do you mean? There's the president is Joe Biden now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the Supreme Court has has ruled on that. So, like, are they planning on taking it to a higher court? Like, there is no higher court. Yeah, Tim Pool doesn't know what he's talking about. Also, I'm like a hundred percent sure that once you're out of office. You can no longer, like, Trump couldn't claim executive privilege privilege on that either. Yep, that's what the Supreme Court ruled. So the only thing that could change that is passing a law. That the Supreme Court could then overrule. <laughs> yeah. If they felt inclined. But Start off, off, to, off of the bang. ...circumstance around the Biden administration and Democrats targeting former administration officials with arrest and investigation... Well, it, it brings us to a dangerous territory with this other story. Man, targeting night. criminals with arrest. So Republican <laughs> congressman is running for governor. Someone tried to kill him. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm seeing all these Who? news outlets saying allegedly tried to stab. But there's a photo of the guy holding a blade in his hand. It's got like two-pronged blade. And Zeldin is grabbing his arm to hold him back. I'm like, you can see the guy on camera, like, try to go right, at But we use the word allegedly because he hasn't been convicted of a crime, Tim. <laughs> uh, I don't think Tim understands that. So I'm like, attempted or alleged? Well, attempted, yes, but like alleged, I was like, you watch, you watch the guy do it. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, and also, uh, if, if he's found not guilty, I believe he could sue Tim for saying that he was guilty. I mean, you could sue anybody for anything, but it would be easier for him to collect. If people, It would be easier yeah. for someone to collect on defamation or, or slander or whatever. If people, That's why the word allegedly is used. But just like a default liberal kind of guy, like a regular guy doesn't pay attention to politics all that much, but votes Democrat, radicalized by the January 6th committee and Democrat rhetoric around extremist MAGA stuff. Because we know that Democrats have been funding GOP candidates while simultaneously claiming it's an existential threat. What? So we'll get into that. We'll talk about that. We also got probably. Yeah, and that's an issue. It's uh, been leaked. Or I agree with him. That's an issue. Just because they might be easier to beat in the in the general does not mean you want them to run because maybe you won't beat them. And then you have someone who doesn't believe in democracy trying to run a democracy. <laughs> so you're not very familiar with who and what Tim Pool is, I'm guessing. I'm not, but I do agree with him. Like, I mean, I guess we agree on the facts, right. but like, I'm sure he thinks it's like hypocrisy or something. Like conspiracy. It's like, no, that's not hypocrisy. Like both sides fund the worst candidate to to try and compete with them in the general. I disagree that they should be doing that. Tim Pool's job is to pretend to be a liberal and only parrot right wing talking points. <laughs> okay, that's a, that that's his job. Not allegedly either. I'm not alleging that. That's just the fucking truth. <laughs> or uh, apparently, it's being reported that Donald Trump. Should he win in 2024, he will purge up to 50,000 government employees. And it's funny because what? the media and the Democrats are like, oh, no, he's going to dismantle our government. And I'm like, yeah, yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, we'll get into all that. Before we get started, my friends, why don't you head over to TimCast.com? 
Become a member to support our work. And if you go to that members only nah. section, you can see the wonderful Marjorie Taylor Greene. We had her on uh, last night giving her thoughts on uh, what the Republicans may do. So wait, he pretends to be a liberal, but he hosts a show by Marjorie Taylor Greene. As it pertains to she was on a guest. the election in 2020. So that'll be really interesting. As a member, you can watch all of that, as well as our new shows like Tales from the Inverted World. He said he had her on. Yikes. Being expanded into a larger company. Well, he said that was Tuesday. I think well, maybe Tuesday I misheard him. I thought I heard him say I also want to like, shout out. So again, that was her show also that was on his website. Switch to Parallel Economy, co-founded by Dan Bongino. So also, he needs to update his browser. Don't hate you, Timcast. But I want to give a shout out to our good friend, John Rich. You guys probably know John Rich. He is a superstar, country star. I mean, he's, he's got the I progress. do domestic and abuse the mustache. And the song itself, amazing. <laughs> And, and it's phenomenal. And, um, you know, we, we were like, we got it. We got to help John hit number one. He's already number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. John Rich has already hit number one on the iTunes top charts with his song Progress. And do you know what his song is about? It's about rioters and extremists burning down cities, destroying families. And he's saying, what city got burned down and how do they destroy a family? Like you could even burn the whole city down. And like if the family escapes, you didn't destroy that family. What, what the fuck? Destroying families? I think destroying families is is code words for allowing gay people to get married oh it's the gay yeah oh man it's about me i'm real glad this guy with a domestic abuse mustache wrote a song about me keep it away from me the song's absolutely fantastic the video is really really great as well so shout out john we're big fans uh i guess congratulations you're number one you didn't you didn't need us to shut you out but we really really wanted to dave have Joining you destroyed today, any families recently about all those not stories, that i'm aware of a bunch of other stories okay. is constantine kissing Hey. Aha. Who are you? What do you do, man? I'm a former stand-up comedian turned YouTuber. No, that's not true. You, we've, we've looked and looked and looked and looked and looked, and he was not part of the London stand-up scene. <laughs> Doesn't mean he never did a routine in London. I'm saying that, like, you, you can find evidence of somebody having been part of a music scene, a stand You know what I mean? There's a digital trail of that. Like, he's a former stand-up comedian in the way that I'm a former professional wrestler. Yes. Yeah. And, in uh, that I've never been a professional wrestler. Love Letter wrestler. to the West, which is uh, Sunday Times bestseller as of today, which I'm pleased about. Wow, congratulations. Uh, but I, I co-host a YouTube show uh, uh, called Trigonometry. And With his co-host, Non Oliver. It's two things. We interview people, so it's serious interviews, and also we do something called The Raw Show, which is me and my co-host, Francis, uh, both comics, just uh, joking around the uh, events of the day. We do every ridiculous accent under the sun. Oh, uh, no, you don't, fun. actually. You don't do every ridiculous accent under the sun. Francis tries to be posh, but he sounds blimey, or what's the word? Cockney, I think, is the word. And then this guy just sounds British, like a London guy. <laughs> they don't do accents. ...of everything, and don't take anything too seriously. Right on. We also have another story. Uh, Twitter banned the word groomer. Mm. They were like, it's a no, they didn't. against LGBTQ people, so you can't use uh -huh. it. It's like, okay, it's getting a little weird, but we'll talk about that too, for sure. We also have Hannah Claire. She's back. Hi, yeah, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Actually, the person who wrote the story we're going to be using uh -huh. about Steve Bannon. Mm. No, no nothing like having your boss read your articles on. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like citing your own website as the source of your information when you're de when you're delivering the news. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you can see right here on my blog. I mean, we've referred back to our own blog entries, but just to tell people we were right five years ago. 
Yeah, we don't use them as a source. You know, I'm always like, get a copy editor to. There was a show when I first started where there's a typo in one of my sub headlines, and the next week Chris Carr joined us. So ah, there you go. I'll just look up and glare if we see something. If I get fired live on air, that'll be exciting. Oh, hi everyone. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm I'm building a straw out of this honey. There's these little packets of honey (laughs) that are shaped like a straw. So I was just clipping. What? Stirring my coconut water into this delicious coffee. Uh, cold brew. I'm Ian Crossland, by the way. What? And I'm looking forward to talking about your mm. book. What is it about? Really quick before we get going. Very, uh, very quickly. Uh, I'm worried that in the West, we're moving in the direction of the society that I grew up in, which was the late Soviet Union, uh, in terms of many other things that I'm seeing. And I wanted to give people in the West a warning uh, not to go down that road because it's not a very, very good one. Thanks for writing that. Well, talk more about it mm. soon i feel like i'm interrupting everyone this evening i interrupted hannah claire to bring her on the show which is great because she kept trying to keep her from being nervous and then ian i'm <clears throat> casting it over to him and he's trying to gnaw on this funny thing i'm sorry everyone i had it coming i'm just here in the corner pushing buttons like i always do let's get going i'm excited to have all right the this first is called story. banter it's high quality Friday, banter hk we don't have it's actually it. kind of big news <laughs> steve bannon's been found guilty of two charges in contempt of congress trial it's a minimum of two years for each count but would they really give him that long some are saying it's going to be two months He's- yo if i hope they, so if 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 there's a mandatory minimum they, I, he didn't say mandatory minimum there's a difference between like there's sometimes just a sentencing range like guidelines and sometimes there's a mandatory minimum and if there's a mandatory minimum of two years the judge will fucking the judge cannot not give the two years the judge can run them concurrently so it could be two not four they don't have to be like consecutive yeah but if it's um See the minimum word right there. I don't know if he means mandatory minimum or if he means the sentencing guidelines have two years at the bottom of the guideline. Those are two different things. Mandatory minimums are bad though because they uh, put people in jail for drugs for a hell of long. That's what they're there for usually. Um, yeah, but I do hope that he he does go to jail for a long time because like what he did was so flagrant and out in the open. And also, this guy got pardoned by by trump for previous crimes so it's not like he's I, an angel i don't angel. think steve bannon received a pardon from donald trump I th- he didn't no i think um am i thinking of roger stone i, I don't think Rod- yes roger St- oh no I, the, Ma- manafort received one um i don't know if stone- roger stone definitely did i don't i know um he i thought steve bannon did for like the same thing i, hmm. I don't think he because i don't think he was convicted of anything like while trump was the president you know what I'm saying? I don't think he would, there was anything to pardon him Wasn't for. Wasn't he accused of fraud? You don't pardon somebody until they're convicted. Is that your phone? No, that's probably a, a device in my room. God, in this room. God damn it. Something's... Anyway, <laughs> I don't think St- Steve Bannon received a pardon. And uh, Stone had a sentence commuted. I, th- Trump okay. didn't hand out as many pardons as everybody thinks he did. There's uh, a lot of... Well, he did pardon a lot of really shitty people. There's just, there were a lot of people who everybody assumed he was going to pardon and he didn't. He pardoned, what's his name? Um, Dinesh D'Souza. Anyway, I don't want to get into who Trump pardoned. That's not what they're talking about on the screen. I don't, I don't like when we end up doing this. I would prefer that if we just keep, I would prefer if we, because this is, this is dense, this is kind of dense and full of a bunch of like rapid fire bullshit. And so we're going to have to try to, we're going to have to try to, try to keep it tight. This is the Tim Pool show. Bannon, like very publicly and flagrantly violated the law gonna get the bare minimum they're gonna say two 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 uh two months to run concurrently for both counts but we'll see the story 
Steve Bannon said, we may have lost a battle here today, but we are not going to lose this war. Bannon is the former executive chairman of Breitbart News, as well as a former advisor to President Trump. The conviction comes after a four-day... A quick trial. correction, Bannon was pardoned by Trump. Justice Department argued okay. Bannon believes he's above the law and showed he chose to show his contempt for Congress, author, uh, Congress's authority and its processes by refusing to comply with the January 6th committee's subpoenas. Well, instead of just reading this, let me just ask Hannah Claire, what, what's going on with the story? Are there any other developments or, you know, what's your reporting on it? Yeah, well, the major thing is that he has been following this line that he was exercising executive privilege from President Trump, that Trump's lawyers had encouraged him not to... Uh, testify before the committee not to submit any documents and they're saying this is within you know official protocol it's acceptable the january 6th committee says no this he knew he was supposed to comply with the subpoenas he has to turn over the documents he needed to testify just real quick again executive privilege only applies while that executive is in office otherwise like jimmy carter could be running around claiming executive privilege anytime anybody he knows gets arrested right like we <laughs> yeah it would also be like really shitty for the country, like exceptionally bad for the country if a previous president could keep the current president, like keep secrets from the current president. That would be really bad. Right. It's just bad. like, yeah, you, you, that's if you were the president once now, nobody, you know, ever has to uh, comply, comply with any subpoenas from Congress or whatever. No, no. That's bad. It's stupid. There's no there. There's no valid reason that would be the case. I don't even like the idea of executive privilege in the first place. Like if you, you know what I mean. You sh if if you, you're subpoenaed by Congress, you should have to go fucking testify in front of Congress. They don't they don't subpoena very many people. It's not a long history of them just all willy nilly subpoenaing everybody. Yeah, I agree. Remember that the January sixth committee has su subpoenaed a hundred people. The only for other person to be indicted is. Uh, Peter, Nav was it Peter, Peter Navarro. Peter Navarro, thank yeah. you. Um, and throughout the trial, it was a four-day trial, and we had basically the Justice Department saying, this is ridiculous. It's simple. He was supposed to be there. And we had uh, Bannon's attorneys arguing that, no, there's precedent in the way, and also he was in the middle of negotiating turns. We've seen a couple other people. I think Mo Brooks said, yeah, I'll testify before January 6th, but I want it to be televised. I want it to be recorded. There are people who are... Hmm uncomfortable with the way this investigation is being carried out but you don't get to so make that decision story, or a lot of the feeling is that they're trying to make yep. an example of bannon right here the first thing that comes to mind is uh constant is this becoming soviet-esque yeah i don't know too much about it i i, I think it's uh, i don't know much about he's gonna say i don't know much about it but yes watch Gary, in a different way to me as a complete outsider who maybe doesn't follow the legal details, but just seeing how divided this country is. Oh, uh, shut up. America, I think it's a brilliant place. It is really scary that angry. when you break the law, you go to jail for it. That's uh, it's very scary to think that the United States is in a place where you can you can't you can't just get away with breaking the law publicly on television several times. And not for nothing, Bannon wasn't even, it wasn't even for, like, breaking the law. I mean, it, yeah, it's against the law to not comply with a subpoena, but he wasn't charged with a crime. He was just asked to testify about an event. And he said no, and they said, well, okay, well, now, now you're in contempt of Congress. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't charged yeah, with a crime. Yeah, that's a crime. Right. But no, he... Yeah, but he's, he said no... You know, very publicly, he said he wouldn't comply, which is a crime. It's a crime to to skip on a subpoena from Congress. Yeah, 
But otherwise, he wasn't charged with anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Until that happened, there was no, there were no charges. So so like their their whole shtick of like you know this is the the current administration going after the previous administration. It's just not like this is Congress. They weren't going after Bannon. They just said, "Hey Bannon, we want to ask you questions." And Bannon was like, "No." And they were like, "Are you sure? Because it's illegal to not answer our questions." And he was like, "Yeah, I'm sure, and I'll say it on TV." And they're like, "All right, uh, you're under arrest then." Agree, and people on both sides are trying to destroy each other right down, burn everything down to the ground is very worrying because it's not just about america like we everywhere in the world in the uk where i live we import all of this stuff and then we start doing the same mm -hmm. thing to each other so it's really really worrying the way things are going man i think um when you have the this guy is a both sides there right but here's tim like throwing the most gasoline on that particular fire that the other guy was that constantine was uh was describing right yeah like I can't believe both sides committed a coup against the United States government. It's like, what? Well, that's not what he's no, saying. Both, both sides are not the same, and both sides aren't trying to tear down the government. There's one side that tried to tear down the government. Right, but that's not Only what, one side. That's not what Constantine said. Constantine was just like, both sides are big meanies to each other. No, he said both sides are trying to burn everything down. They don't. He didn't mean that. He meant that they're... We can go back and listen to it again if you want. He's basically talking about the lack of civility and like the, he means burning down of societal norms. I, I know his shtick. It's the, okay. It's, so one side wants trans people to be left alone and let it, let to live peacefully. And the other side wants to literally burn down the Capitol building and hang Mike Pence. And the rival political party arresting the, we have the current administration, sorry, mm -hmm. and rival Democratic Party arresting their rivals and the uh, previous administration. Yeah, we're there, man. Okay, Steve the president did not arrest Steve Bannon. Congress did not arrest Steve Bannon. I believe it was like the marshals or somebody went and arrested him because he was in contempt of Congress. Congress is not a Democratic or a Republican institution. It's the Congress. If you were held in contempt of Congress, you were held in contempt of the whole Congress, even the people who might agree with you. So it's not, Tim Pool is inaccurately describing this. Yeah, and it it was the Department of Justice who arrested Steve Bannon. Which no, is they part didn't. Of the he wasn't charged. Government. No, he, he was not charged with a crime by the Department of Justice. He was only, in this case, it was just contempt of Congress. So it was probably like the U.S. Yeah, Marshals. but that's, that's prosecuted by the Justice Department. It was probably the U.S. Marshals that carried this out. Justice Department would have charged him with a crime other than contempt of Congress. Isn't that the crime? The Justice Department does not charge people with contempt of Congress. Congress does. Okay. Steve Bannon is... I'll, let me put this one. It's not even like, it's not even a thing. It's like contempt of court where the judge just says you are and now you're in a jail cell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's no, like, the cops don't investigate you if you're held in contempt of court. The judge just throws you in a cell because you're Austin Bennett. It's, it's, it's fake. It's lies. Well, they, they said he had a trial. In their evidence. So, so, so they actually right did have, like have a... They're, they're talking about the previous thing when, with Build the Wall, where he was charged with fraud. 
because of the GoFundMe. Uh, that he did she with- was when when she was talking about the trial. She was talking about his trial for contempt of Congress. This, but um, were you the shaman guy? No, no. <laughs> they they claimed that uh, Trump supporters were encouraging people to go down and get violent, and they put me in their montage of people because I commented on a comment Trump made. As I was reading a news article, hmm. I said, Donald Trump says this will happen and it's called for his supporters. So they put me in this montage because their goal is just to lie and drive escalation. What we've been seeing the Democrats do is they've been putting money into Trump supported candidates like Trump endorsed candidates so that they win because they believe come November, they will then beat the Trump candidate, right? They're coming out on January 6th and saying it's an existential threat to our country, but then funding the message hmm. and propping it up. So Steve Bannon gets a subpoena on first. So he's saying this is happening, but he's saying like the Democratic Party is doing it. What the people doing this are probably outside groups, probably PACs, super PACs, 501c3s, 501c4s, dark money. Just say screw you. He said the president has executive privilege, meaning, you know, we don't have to comply with Congress. There should have been, there, there's got to be some negotiation, right? Like, if the, pre, if the, they're, they're arguing that Trump's not the president, therefore it doesn't count. But I'm like, but he, he was. Like, you lose your executive privilege the moment you're out of office, then we'd be going yes. after every single president ever. Why aren't they going after Bush mm-hmm. over? Because they're not going after Bush. What do you mean? Yes, you lose executive uh, privilege when you're no longer the executive. Yes. It's just like you lose attorney client privilege. When, like you would lose attorney client privilege with people if you're not an attorney anymore. You wouldn't lose, like, you don't, yeah, you can't just keep executive privilege when you're like on your golf course. Also, like, Bush didn't attempt a coup. Like, why would you go after someone? Well, I shouldn't say Bush didn't do anything illegal, but. Why would you go after someone if you're not suspecting them of a crime? There are people that thought that that people up to and including George uh, W. Bush should have been charged with crimes related to the the invasion of Iraq on false pretenses, but that didn't happen. Yeah. And yeah. there was nobody running around going, oh, he has executive privilege. Over, over mm. the, the, the Middle Eastern war stuff. This is purely, I think, we're getting into uh, authoritarian, fascistic, communistic, whatever you want to call it, where... Just bad stuff, bad stuff. Neocons and neolibs, and if you oppose them, they will destroy you, and the the people who work in government are just going to, you know, turn along with it. Well, Mm. let's remember that the two Republicans on this committee are Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, who are notoriously unpopular in the Republican Party. I mean, they'll say it's bipartisan, but you have to question. I wonder why they're notoriously unpopular in the Republican Party. uh, Opposing perspective from the Democrats that are leaving this committee. It's clearly not something that... Though not for nothing, I do believe like there were many other Republicans asked and many of them refused to participate in the January 6th committee. So. Yeah, because they knew it would make them notoriously unpopular they were interested in doing i think with bannon ultimately he has just become like one side doesn't have the balls to admit yeah what we did was wrong 
is outside. Of, he, he represents to a lot of normal Americans, a lot of normal liberal Americans, sort of the fear of who Trump is cultivating or who Trump works with. Mm-hmm. And I think by fine, I mean, I think if he goes to jail for, let's say, 60 days, they also can fine him between 100 and $100,000. So if, they, if, if it's if, a mandatory minimum and not like the sentencing guidelines or two years to whatever, it's two years if he was, if he were to be like, they're probably just not going to do anything to him. But, and that's bad because you get, you get convicted of something they, you should, you know, they should do something. Yeah. I really hope it's at least two years or else like, what does a congressional subpoena mean? Well, nothing because, because everybody's afraid of like people whining about it. I don't understand. Like, I'm, I mean, I do understand basically there are people out there essentially instead of playing the game, they're playing the ref. And they're they're playing the ref in so far as they're like we're being discriminated against for our viewpoint, and then everybody's afraid yeah. of everybody's like terrified of being accused of that or something. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Fuck. With the two hundred thousand dollar fine, they put him in jail for sixty days. They oh sort of yeah, I remembered. Uh, like. If we don't enforce the laws regarding congressional subpoenas, then there's no reason for anyone who gets a congressional subpoena to go to Congress and testify. So like you're by if if they're actually rooting for him not getting a a sentence at all, then they're rooting for Congress having no power of oversight. And I just completely disagree. I cannot disagree further than that. I I don't think Congress should give up their power of oversight. And not for nothing, uh, on the uh, out of the other side of their fucking mouth, they're probably calling Joe Biden a dictator. And yet they're like, well, Congress shouldn't have oversight over the executive when it was our guy. So it's like, well, you know, either J- is Joe Biden a dictator? If so, wouldn't it be great if Congress had some oversight over that? Oh, wait a minute. You only, oh, oh, I, I understand. Your partisan hacks. Yep. <laughs> That's all this is. These people are partisan hacks. They're like right-wing yep. partisan hacks. And it's okay to be a partisan. I'm a left-wing partisan, but I don't like, I don't like hide the fucking ball. Yeah, I wouldn't call us hacks. We're partisans, but uh, I've, I've done we're that. not I mean, pretending I'm, to be right-wing. I mean, I mean, I'm, well, that's not necessarily what being a hack means. I mean, I'm I'm live fucking thirty something hours a week. I'm there are probably plenty of evidence that you could cut together out of context. And be like, look, this guy's a hack. <laughs> so, fair enough. An arrow on on Bannon, and that's really all this is. Tim, can I steal man? Like, I'm just curious because I always like playing devil's advocate. Is what I do on our show. So, if you just take the steel man version of the Democrat argument, right? That the, what wouldn't they say? What happened was on January the sixth was an attempt to overthrow a democracy. And we have to make sure this never happens again, which is why we're doing this. Is, is that what they would say? So one more time, the Democrats are arguing that? That January 6th, it's an attempt to overthrow a democracy mm-hmm. and they have to follow the legal process to make sure that never happens again. That's essentially that, their That's argument. what they're arguing. And what's wrong with that argument in your it's opinion? It's not real. Mm. So they're it, trying to- Wait, why is it not real? You just said, oh, it's just not real. That's just not real. Just not real. He doesn't believe it, therefore not real. Not real. Like, even if they were wrong, that would still be like a reasonable argument to make, right? Even if they were completely wrong, like the argument itself would be reasonable. Oh, come on. Yes. Even if it were not sound, it would still be like a decent argument. 
Yeah, it would still be valid even if it's not sound. Right. An example using me, they're trying to argue there was an organized effort, a conspiracy to do to you know overthrow the mm. U.S. government. Even though the FBI, there pretty clearly was. Initially, they did. Now you've got seditious conspiracy charges, and it's and it's it's just I think it's 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 all fake for a variety of reasons. One, you've got. They had this unnamed co-conspirator and the guy actually exp like revealed himself saying like, here's the chat messages. We were saying no violence. It was like it was like criticizing people who are arguing but, for violence. But when. OK, so check this out. This is he's like the person was like, here's the chat messages that I want you to see where we said no violence. OK, so what? Yeah, here's the chat messages a few messages later where you're like, hey, where's the gun stash? Make sure that's within like walking distance of the Capitol where all of the government officials that we want to kill are. Right. And I mean, we're, I, we're, we're clearly not saying that's necessarily in a chat log somewhere, but the, the, when someone comes forward with their chat log and says, here's part of my chat log. Well, you're like, well, wait a minute. What do you mean part of your chat log? <laughs> like, that's why. That's why there are warrants and subpoenas and like these companies where these communications take place are subpoenaed to give out, to give information just straight up, just the information from the log, right? I can be like, here's the things in my discord. We're not even, we're not even partisan. We're not even, we're not even liberal. Look, here's a picture of a cat from my discord. Does that cat look liberal to you? <laughs> <laughs> like imagine like the cops bust like a, a, a drug lab and they're like, no, we weren't. We weren't making meth. Look in our chat logs. It says, hey, no making meth in this drug lab. See right here in the chat logs, the chat log that's labeled at the top meth lab chat log or more or more like the cops knock on the door to like raid the drug lab. And they're like, we don't have a drug lab. Look uh, here. Would you like would you like to take this microwave? And they just like it's just like hot pocket <laughs> residue in the microwave. They're like here, you can search this microwave. Uh, we got a coffee maker you can search. Um, you, you know, don't don't bother. Yeah, search. search the kitchen. Don't go through that door. Right. Or don't. Yeah. Don't bother searching. We'll give you everything you need. Yeah. You've got Ray Epps, for instance, this guy who's also, out. Unindicted co-conspirator just sounds like somebody who might lie in relation to their conspiracy. <laughs> like. You mean these people that are being convicted of crimes might lie about those crimes? Well, unindicted co-conspirator is someone who hasn't even been indicted. Yes, but like he said, there are already people convicted of uh, of conspiracy. Sure. So like but saying, saying you don't believe that there was a conspiracy is pretty illogical. Well, if you're listed as a co-conspirator it's in your it's in your best interest to maybe try to get the idea out there that there was no conspiracy in the first place yeah <laughs> but like there were actually people charged and convicted of seditious conspiracy street on camera telling people to go in no charges the media defends them the reality is there were no cops uh, uh, pr protecting the perimeter, like there was no substantial police force. There was what the cops. fuck is he talking about? The door to the we watched him beat a bunch of cops with American flags. Right, like <clears throat> he says there wasn't enough cops there. That's correct, and that was no. He said there were no cops at the perimeter. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that's just incorrect. But then he 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 does this thing all the time. It's one of Tim Pool's things. He'll make a obviously false claim, and then make the softer claim like immediately after and then 
like his fans will be like, look, he corrected himself immediately. I'm not kidding. And so the fact that there weren't a lot of fucking cops there and, and that there wasn't like a large police presence means that whoever was in charge of that doesn't even have Facebook. They weren't even able to view any chatter on Facebook, right? Yeah. Gosh, who was in charge of the, the National Guard? Maybe they should have been sent in. Uh, well, I mean, the problem, the problem is there just weren't enough Capitol Police there at the, at the, in the beginning. The na- I don't know. The na- each state has its own National Guard. Like, I believe, the, was it Virginia or Maryland, before the National Guard e- even was called in, just said, well, we got to do something and sent their, um, sent their state police to go help. Like DC Metro went and helped, but it was like too little, too late. The fuck, the shit was already fucked up. They'd already stolen the door. They'd already the Q shaman was already in there dancing, dancing like a version of Jamiroquai who can't dance. Like they they fucked up. It was a it was a it was a security failure. It was an intelligence failure. I knew more about what was going to happen on the day of January sixth. It seems than whoever was planning the security around the Capitol that day. Yeah, uh, there definitely were multiple failures, but like you can't blame you can't blame like someone's crimes on someone else lacking security. Oh, absolutely. Like if I don't have a lock on my door, that doesn't mean someone's allowed to come in and murder me. Right, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have had a lock on your door too. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's certainly not your fault that you're dead. I understand. I understand, but like there was a massive failure and I think that I think a lot of I think a lot of it was that there was the fucking all the people that were going out there were you know you saw all this stuff about people carpooling and people like booking flights and I I think it might have just been like um, race and class that were at play there it was a lot of middle class it was a bourgeois bourgeoisie uprising right it wasn't like a working class people's mm-hmm. uprising and a lot of white people too and so I feel like a lot of a lot of biases about race and class and violence and p- potential for violence were at play. And that's why the, um, that's why there was, that's why there wasn't the kind of preparation that should have been made. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Police opened the door. They fanned people in. There was a riot at one side. They did not open the door. People shoving their way in some areas. They opened a gate. And maybe half or, or, of the people who walked in were invited in by the police. The cops mm. opened the doors, waved them in. Oh no. The, all of this, I agree with. And I, I totally, how come accept, that's not on video from the, from so the thing he's talking about, and the, his fans would probably just say he made a mistake. So what, what happened was, or what had happened was, because there weren't enough security to protect a large perimeter, right? Because protecting a large perimeter takes more people. So mm-hmm. they opened gates and fell back to try to protect a smaller perimeter around the building. Because what else? Which you- is not the same as waving people through the door. Right. So this is bad and <clears throat> this is crazy because this Constantine's going to like, just, he doesn't know anything about this. He's, they never talked about this on his show and he's just sitting there going, Oh, I agree with all of that. Well, fuck you, Constantine. You don't even, you just said a few minutes ago that you don't know anything about it. <laughs> From their perspective, a more plausible explanation is they thought Donald Trump was a Hitler Right. Yeah. And then his supporters stormed the Capitol. 
storm inverted commas well i mean if if their perspective is based on the fact that they're wrong oh no i well, then I'm they can disagree. believe listen to this like this guy's just like he's like i agree with you but let me present the opposing view and tim's even interrupting that yep he doesn't even want the trigonometry guy to like be like here's what i think the other side might think he doesn't even want to hear that on his show yeah and even if you don't call it an insurrection or a coup you can't deny that they stormed the Capitol. They said they were storming the Capitol. There's videos of that lady going, we're storming the Capitol. It's 1776. And they did storm the Capitol, period. Right. No one disputes that, except, I guess, Tim Pool for some reason. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I think the reason that they're behaving in this way is they decided the evil Hitler and his supporters did this no they're they're funding they're funding these people you, you think it's deliberate i mean it's i don't think it's reported mm. ver fact that the democrats governor's association put 1.16 million dollars into who's dan cox uh yeah dan cox mm. of maryland he's running as the public candidate for governor they're literally funding the people they claim are threatening democracy well, so there's no way they believe that's true it's not monolithic though the democrats is, it gets kind of vague because when marjorie taylor green was here last night i listened to you guys talking she was saying the democrats want to she's talking about the democrat congressmen and women but when you say the democrats you're talking about like the governor's association yeah the, the, the democratic voter, national committee the and and the voters are a bunch and, and, and sometimes are, are the voters themselves naive, ignorant people who are marching in lockstep with fake news because the people right. that uh, assign yes tim uses words in different ways to try and win the democratic argument congress people so it's it's a lot of disparate we're, we're talking about the political party it's just such I a believe that's called argument from ambiguity like some want this, some want that, some think it was. No, no, no. You're, 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 this is not not the point. The point is there's democratic leadership or the ambiguous fallacy. I don't know. I can't remember. So this is pretty interesting here because the other people on here who are supposed to be agreeing with Tim are just being like Tim. It's not like this this monolith that you're talking about. These things are complicated, and Tim isn't having any of it from his fucking producer or his guest, <laughs> right? Yep. Which is wild. It's fucking wild. This is a good thing yeah. for someone to choose for us to watch because we're watching like these people agree with him. They're just being like, hey, you know, maybe the other people, maybe the people on the other side are thinking this way and maybe they saw it this way and he's cutting them off, telling them that that basically the entirety of everybody who votes for Democrats are like walking in lockstep with fake news and shit. He like, I don't know why he's doing like. I don't know, like, is, like, he's defensive you don't know against. don't why he's doing it? I mean, he's he seems like he's defensive against just the idea of somebody saying, like, why someone else gets it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know why he's doing it, though. Money. Probably money. And money is, is has an agenda and a goal. True, but to say that because the Democratic Governors Association is funding uh, Trump candidates doesn't mean that all Democrats are funding Trump candidates. No, it means the Democratic establishment is applying resources in that direction in many ways, while simultaneously. But you only came up with one in uh, $1.5 million in, in, in the grand scheme of things ain't shit. Yeah, and to be clear, most Democrats are against that. Right. And I, like most. I guess. Liberal I'm not against news it. networks talked about it and were like, hey, this is a really bad idea. Don't do that. I'm not against it. You're not against funding Trump candidates in the primaries? 
the ends justify the means right now. So if if you have like a um like a Mitt Romney type who probably could win, and then you have like a you have like a like let's say a Stephen Miller type who is just so off putting on a personal level that a lot of moderate Republicans and independents, not even based on policy, just that he's so off putting on a personal level, aren't going to go out to vote for him. I would put my thumb on the scale to the extent that I could to make sure the opponent to the Democrat was the more off putting person. Yeah, that's political strategy it's not just the democrats doing it the political parties have done it in every country where there are mostly free elections since the dawn of mostly or partially free elections yes i agree that like most political parties do that because that is the logical way to approach you know fighting in politics but i do think it's different when we're talking about candidates who just disagree fundamentally with american democracy well then you i just you and i just see this differently i just if if you're trying to if you're trying to hold if you're trying to hold a majority getting putting your thumb on the scale for the other team to get the bad candidate that is nobody likes really on the ballot is good if you could have put your thumb on the scale in 2016 even though ted cruz is a much more effective monster than donald trump wouldn't you put your thumb on the scale to make him the 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 nominee because it would have been a lot easier for fucking Hillary to beat uh, Ted Cruz than Donald Trump. I think a lot of people thought the opposite. I think a lot of people thought Donald Trump was the easiest to beat. And you know, that, that goes to my point where like, if you have a candidate who yes, is very bad, but is also very dangerous. You shouldn't fund them. You shouldn't want them to win the primary, even if that means they're, you know, that whoever does win the primary is more likely to win in the general. Better to lose your political race than to lose your country. So I want to, I want to kind of get back to what's happening here. They're also talking about this as if the Republican party does not do the same thing. Yes, they are. (laughs) The Republican party (laughs) puts money behind green candidates. If the libertarian candidate is a little bit of a left leaning libertarian, the Republican party will give that person money. If they think yep. they'll take by the Republican party is giving money to Andrew Yang's gift grift because they think it'll take votes away from Democrats. So this isn't like a thing that like, it's just the democratic party or just the, like the liberal establishment doing, and they're not going to bring up the fact that in this case, this is a both sides, but it's not even a both sides. It's an every side of every election ever. Thing. Yeah. But I think Tim is trying to make the point that it's, it's hypocritical to say like, Hey, this, this candidate is dangerous to democracy and we're going to fund them. But like, I do think that his, uh, his guest, I guess, or, you know, whoever the, whoever the guy who was, uh, playing with the, the honey straws earlier, you know, that guy, he was saying Democrats aren't a monolith. And I completely agree. Like the, the people that are saying these people are a threat to democracy are almost definitely not the same people who are funding them. Maybe, maybe not. I think it's all, it's all in the game, baby. It's not, this isn't, I'm the, this is a politics are about power and the exercise of power. Not, not somebody's moral compass. And if somebody thinks they, they, they and their party can wield more power by taking action a versus action B, even if action a seems dangerous to you, they're still going to take action a yeah i just disagree with it 
establishment is screaming that this is the end of democracy. So who controls the democratic establishment? Uh, uh oh, let's uh oh, this is, we're getting the JQ territory here. For a while, it was Hillary Clinton. I don't. Uh, uh, you can say Barack Obama was the leader of the party. There's a bunch of people. Did he say? Did Johnson he say for a while it was know. Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Well, I mean, she was the. To be fair, when she was the nominee for president, she was probably the de facto, you know, leader. Like the the leader, most people would have said she was the leader of the Democratic Party when she was the nominee for the president. So again, he thinks it's a monolith because he, he just said Barack Obama too. So like he just thinks whoever is either the the president and a Republican or like the front runner to to make a run for president uh, and as a Democrat, he just thinks they call all shots in the Democratic Party. Well, I don't think he thinks that, but I think he's going to act like that's what's going on because it makes it easier for him to spread whatever kind of propaganda he's trying to spread for sure. Okay. <laughs> like, why wouldn't he? Like, That's his argument, though. He may not think it, but that's his argument here. Like, how else do you afford that dope-ass samurai sword? <laughs> you know, at this point, it seems like it's fractured and falling apart. And so that could be uh, why it seems chaotic and it, it seems so insane. It, it, it used to very much be that there was uh, there were prominent individuals that you knew were running the show. If you take a look at uh, back in 2020, when when uh, the Boston Globe reported on the war games they were doing, you can see who it was. It was Hillary Clinton's campaign staff, former campaign staff. It's Joe Biden. And, but but wait a minute, Hillary Clinton's former campaign staff, what were they supposed to do? Go work at the Piggly Wiggly after the fucking election? Of course, they're going to keep working on campaigns. What the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, it's the, almost like that's their job. Like, the, the fucking oh, I did this thing over here. Now I'm gonna go be a physicist. Get the fuck out of here. Of course they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna be in like some think tank gaming out the next election. You dumb fuck. What else are they gonna do? What is their skill set, Tim? Administration. It feels this like quarterback Democratic Party lost a game, so he quit football. <laughs> now he's a basket weaver. <laughs> Chicken with its head cut off running around randomly spraying things around. The body is still there. You know, it's still moving around, but it's lost purpose. So that's why I think it's it's so dejected and insane. Mm. But uh, yeah, simply put, the Democratic voter base is 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 the uh, the voter of believing Jesse Smollett. Sorry, that these are the people who believe Jesse. Now he's talking right. about this me, and I would disagree. I on the left is a Wait, bunch of so overreaction. Another thing is like. What does he mean believes Jesse Smollett? Nobody believes Jesse Smollett anymore because we found out that he was lying. Yeah. He was convicted for it, I believe. Right. And uh, is Constantine going to push back here? Because Tim, what Tim is saying here is so fucking stupid that I think this is going to be a place where Constantine's going to be pushing back against him. Just because what he's saying is so stupid and it makes it hard for Constantine to run his little, uh, both sides are real mean, meanie means. If he uh, if he just sits here while Tim Pool like spews out a bunch of fucking partisan hackery, I think we're going to be watching Constantine try not to push back so hard that he doesn't get invited back on, or that he that his audience like who is mostly conservative, reactionary, like GamerGate kind of leftover types, so they don't get mad at him, but that that he can still kind of play this both sides shit because he can't his both sides spiel isn't going to work if he's just sitting here nodding along with this bullshit, right? Yeah, It'd be like if he came here and sat, sat and nodded along with you and me, he couldn't both sides shit either. Oh, his audience would mutiny. Yep. Oh, they'd be hell mad. 
But this is exactly <laughs> what my point was going to be, because what I see on the left is a bunch of overreactions, sort of like tr like AOC. Every time something happens, like it was like a terrorist attack in her head when someone just like made some offensive comments. I got I to right? stop you. I, well, I mean, yes. But Why do you keep stopping? He's your guest. Did you not have your guest on there to hear what he has to say, Tim? I like was went back and listened through my conversation with Chris Kavanaugh of Decoding the Gurus. I disagreed with him, but when I did, I like I don't know. I let him say like seven or eight words before I was like, "Oh, here's what I think about that." <laughs> you know, like, and it wasn't like major disagreement. I wasn't interrupting him though when I disagreed with him. I like I've had people on this show like who are anti-vaxxers who I let get out more words than. Not on like the the intellectual Dollar Tree, but like the late show, the late the late night, like afterwards mm -hmm. when people join Discord. I generally let people say their say, and before I call them a fucking idiot or whatever. Tim is just not having any of this. Yeah, but I this is my first impression of Tim. I'm gonna assume he's not like this usually, or else like how is his show even bearable to anyone to watch? Because when he asked people, but am, on, I, am I wrong? When he asked, well, it's unbearable for you and me to watch. But when he asked people on that are both sidesing, they usually don't push back much. Or if they do, it's like, it's like sort of around the edges and sort of like, it's not like, well, hey, here's this might be what they think. And maybe you don't like, because Constantine's actually doing an okay job here. As far as like trying to be like, I don't like Constantine. I don't believe that he was ever a comedian. He ain't funny. Right. But I don't. But he's doing an okay job of just being like, I don't think what you're, you know, what if it's this or what if it's like this or what if they just believe this or what if they, you know, what if they simply disagree with you, you know, <laughs> and Tim won't even let him get that out. This is wild. Yeah. Fabricated the story from January 6th. Oh, of course. So That's what I, I'm saying. It's not an overreaction. It's, it's deliberate fabrication. Um, Wait, which part? Wait, what was fabricated? I watched them steal a door from the Capitol, Tim. <laughs> maybe he thinks it was all ai generated like even look i think his fucking producers like going what the fuck is going on here this is a little bit extra turbo for tim it's not super far <laughs> out but it's a little extra turbo he probably took a, he sells supplements i think maybe he took a little too much of the boner pills or whatever i don't know that's that's kind of what i'm like a big problem on the left that i see is people exaggerating the nature of everything that happens they're like they're so obsessed with being a victim everything makes them extra victim and that's why i was but i'm not a victim of yeah, january that's, 6th that's definitely the left's problem let me let me remind you about the time the right freaked out because the box on mr potato head just said potato head and it wasn't even a, like an androgynous potato it was still clearly the man one yeah like there was still mr potato head and mrs potato head the products but the box instead of saying mr potato head mr potato head it said mr potato head potato head so and the right just fucking I'm, freaked out over that i don't even like doing this where i talk about what the right did and what the left did I can like talk about my own experiences though with January 6th. And I don't believe we were like, I don't believe I've exaggerated. And I don't think many people as individuals have exaggerated. They were, there were people in there who were in there for the gram. And thankfully that was the majority of the people inside of the Capitol. They were there to take pictures. They were there to be kind of on the scene of what they thought might be a revolution, but they were not organized. And to the extent that they were armed, nobody used their weapons. And so we should be thankful for that. 
because we saw, we watched people just go into the Capitol while fucking Congress is in session trying to certify the election. And there were, in fact, individuals in there who were looking for where it was happening so that they could stop it. The saving mm-hmm. grace was that a lot of those people there had no idea what the fuck was going on. Nobody had maps. Nobody was in charge. Nobody, there was no organizing there to the extent that there was organizing. It was these very small, like three percenter groups and nobody was listening to them once they got inside because everybody was so shocked that they had gotten inside that there was no, there was no people inside had no tactical awareness because they don't aren't people with tactical awareness. They're just chuds. I'm not sure that that was as much a saving grace as, as you're saying, because oh, it was because that, that number of HK, that number of people could have overrun the security in that building in three minutes. The groups that did actually try to, go after elected officials and hunt them down and stop them, uh, whatever method they would have used to stop them, those groups probably wouldn't have gotten in if they were just alone, you know, if, if they didn't have the mob behind them. So the fact that the mob was there allowed those very dangerous groups to get in and to almost get to our elected officials and start killing congressmen. We'll call them Congress critters, but yes, I, 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 I'm not saying that's not true, but like, imagine if that would have been organized and if people would have listened to the three percenters and the militia groups that were in there, people yes, would have fallen. It could in. have been much worse. They could have achieved their goals in five fucking minutes, but it also could have been much better if it just didn't happen. Well, sure. But so could uh, the fucking Pearl Harbor. But what I'm saying is like, you know, the fact that there was that crowd allowed it to get as bad as it did. Even though it didn't get worse, it still got as bad as it did, which was really bad. Asking the question, right? Because I don't know that much about this. I was just sort of posing it as a question, which is, is it not their perspective that this thing that nearly happened would have been absolutely awful and they really, 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 really want to no. prevent it from happening again? No. That, that would be like the, the more reasonable argument but from that, their side. But, but, just, but that is the argument from my side. And that's like, yes, we were just getting into like some annoying version of the weeds about that. And we're yeah. supposed to be the, the, the screechy left or whatever, according to the heterodox people that don't like us. That is not, as he said, a steel man. That's just the actual argument. But maybe the argument is a steel person because that's the argument. Are there people who make dumb arguments about shit? Sure. We can go find one right now. I can find a dumb argument about anything from any side on Twitter. Give me five minutes. Right? We can go, we can go find the Lincoln Project making dumb arguments about shit right now. Like... Yep. <laughs> but but uh, Tim's not even you know, responding with like a straw man, he's just saying, no, they're wrong. The end. And like, he has no, he has no evidence that they're wrong. He's not even making an argument as to why they're wrong. He's just saying that they're wrong basically because he fucking says so it's the argument from authority, but it's, it's even worse. It's the argument from one's own authority and his authority comes from being, his authority comes from sitting in front of a fucking replica samurai sword. Apparently (laughs) like I watched all of the January 6th committee hearings and I assume you did too. I did not. They presented a whole lot of evidence, very clear, undeniable evidence of what happened. And Tim is just saying that that didn't happen. 
right. like show us evidence right his if argument you're saying it didn't happen and the other side has already pre- presented a very good case saying it did then you need to either show evidence or prove that their evidence is is somehow uh incorrect or you know wrong in some way right and like not for nothing his argument isn't like that of the 911 truthers who were like well you know it might it was probably a government conspiracy or the government knew about it his argument is of the people who thought there's no plane and they were a hologram <laughs> you know what i'm saying his his, his argument yeah. is so far out that direction right here yep he's saying it was they were invited in and that no one was there to hurt anyone it's like you're just wrong you're just, just you're completely here. wrong. Well, no, I mean, it's it, when you look at AOC's story from January 6th. Which, oh, it's, it's bullshit. But, but I mean, totally fabricated. Uh, I agree. Not, not just BS. She altered the timeline of what happened. Right. She literally fabricated the circumstances. Yeah. There's look, Which people who've been through trauma do, right? Fabricate yeah, memories, stories? Memories Absolutely. Absolutely. A, a day later? Absolutely. You, That's, no. Yes. No, it's not fabrication. Yes. It's, like, it's like when a traumatic event happens to you, you don't have total recall. You, yeah, like they were ostensibly. It is not unreasonable to think they were there to kill her. Like if they had caught her, maybe they didn't like go in with the sole purpose of killing her. But if they had caught her, you could pretty safely assume they would have killed her. They may have. They may have. I think that there were people in that crowd who may have prevented something like that from happening. Uh, if we're being honest, I don't think everybody there was gonna willing to co-sign murder. I mean, we can hope. Um, but so the deal is the thing they don't like is she was like in another building, right? She wasn't in that building. Um, so, but it's not like she was in another building in Idaho. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? She was yeah, in, she, she was, was like around next the, door, I believe. Yeah, she was like around the way, you know? And like so 200 feet that way. Yeah, yeah. She around the way, we'll say. And so she was afraid that something might happen to her. And it's that's a reasonable fear. And then, and like ha- they were placing pipe bombs, so well, she legitimately didn't something she didn't might have that. happened to her. She didn't know that. Like nobody really knew that there were pipe bombs placed. Like during the event, her her the thing they're talking about is her next day recalling of her experience when she found out that the Capitol building was being stormed by people, and she was in a building around the way, and she was like, "Well, these people probably know that there's Congress people in this building too. That's pretty scary." Yeah, well, what I mean is, like, violent acts did happen, so she was right to be scared. But it's so crazy because, again, he's, Constantine is like, no, people don't remember things right in a traumatic event, right? He just said that. Yeah, yeah. And people, and Tim is disagreeing with him. (laughs) You don't remember things right sometimes from mundane events. Yeah. Just not, you're not lying. You just don't remember. Do I remember what I had for lunch four days ago? Oh, I do actually, but that's because it was fantastic. But generally you don't (laughs) remember what you had for lunch four days ago. And if you're like, I think I had a hamburger and it turned out you went to a sandwich shop. Oh, now you're a big liar. No, you just don't remember everything. Like your brain doesn't fucking work that way. Your brain's not a fucking video camera. Yep. That's what happens. That's why you can't get witnesses. She faked having handcuffs the other day. Yeah, that's what that's what people do, man. But that's, that's she not didn't trauma. fake having handcuffs. She it, thought she was going to be cuffed, and she put her hands behind her back. Yeah, like putting your hands behind your back to be 
ready to be cuffed isn't faking having handcuffs. That's just allowing the cop to cuff you if that's what they intend to do. Right. She may have been in that situation before. It could be both. Well, it's, it's come, about an, come on. Like it could be laziness. You're staring at a politician who has overtly and repeatedly fabricated things and been caught doing it. I agree. And 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 you're like, well, maybe it's you know, what? it's not trauma. She's doing it on purpose because it gives her power. It gives her followers. She gets attention from it. I, I mean, the big example here is that she has got. There's a couple of video clips of her changing her accent based on who she's speaking. Seriously, to, right? Like for well, AM, we do that for years. They talk down to black people when they're talking to them. We know. Right. That. Wait, what? So, so, the fact that well, Constantine, I mean, thanks, you Constantine. You're just like. Actually, now they just talk down to black people. What the fuck? Yeah, where did that come from? I guess, I guess he was pushing back too hard, and fucking he got the <laughs> he got the IDW fucking thing in his earpiece. Go and stop Sam Harris and go. Hey, say something weird about Democrats and black people. <laughs> the assumption that the the numerous times AOC's fabricated stories, and I, I can give you like five at the top of my head, mm. that it's all accidental or the result of trauma, that is a conspiracy theory. Like, that is, that is <laughs> no. with like, you might as well go buy a lottery ticket because if all those That's things- That's not a conspiracy. Even if it's wrong, it's not a conspiracy theory. Also, Because it's for, not a conspiracy. Not for nothing. Show me somebody who hasn't gotten five fucking things wrong. <laughs> like, if they're like a public speaker, like, get the fuck out of here. Like a conspiracy theory, by definition, has to involve multiple people conspiring. Like that's what a conspiracy is. Like it, it would be a you're lying theory, or you remembered that wrong. In some cases, yeah. But he's saying if she's lying, then it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, you're right. A conspiracy can't just be it generally isn't one person. Yeah. The simple solution is, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, you've got a duck. AOC, she lies. She lied when she led the protest in the financial district to get Amazon booted from New York. And then when Amazon jumped out of New York, dropping, I think, what was it, like $30 billion in $10. revenue over 10 years, mm. she goes, I had nothing to do with that. I, it's not even my district. You look at January. Well, 6th. no, she probably said, that's not my district. But she was there. And Oh, God. That district is right next to the Bronx. Oh, you're so stupid. People like people in New York are like, oh, I'm from the Bronx, but they're also like, I'm a New Yorker, right? They're, mm -hmm. you know, like if you live in San Francisco, you're like, I'm in the Castro, but I'm also a San Franciscan. So mm -hmm. she had, yeah, you might have no power over a particular district of San Francisco, but you might still be at a protest in a different district for something you care about because you care about your city. This is, what is yes. he talking about? Um, uh, he is lying. You look at changing her accent. You look at faking her handcuffs. The woman literally just fabricates things with a smile on her oh, face. I agree with you. So it's to say that's the result of trauma, though. No, I'm not saying it's all the result of trauma. What None of I'm, it is. What I'm saying is sometimes people uh, exaggerate their experience, sometimes deliberately, sometimes not. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, sure, sure. And, but like, so I think with her, it's both. But there's a difference between. She's a politician. Of course, th she lies. There's a difference between exaggerating and fabrication. Right. Sure. Exaggerating would be like if AOC said that um, when the cop knocked on her door and said, where is she? Hmm. She got scared because she didn't know who this person was and hmm. felt threatened by it. I would have been like, that's an exaggeration, probably. Instead, she claimed she thought that the rioters got to her a full hour before the rioters breached the building and no one had any idea they would have done that. That's a fabrication, not an exaggeration. No, 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 no. That's her not that's her not remembering what time it was. 
Also, the, just because the rioters weren't in the building yet, it's not like the riot hadn't started. They weren't even in the building she was in. I'm telling you, it's that she didn't remember what the fuck time it was. But even if he were right and and she she was correctly remembering the time, he's still wrong. Because that, like, just because the rioters hadn't breached the building yet doesn't mean there wasn't a riot going on. And like, when did they, when did they breach the first perimeter of the building? All these different things. But I'm telling you the the thing that requires the fewest assumptions, I think, is that she just got the times mixed up. Yep. And I, I agree with you. Like no one even came in the building. She turned one circumstance into a different circumstance because she, she had hindsight. She knew the circumstance of the day and she knew most people did not know the timeline. So when I saw that story, I said, this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. She thought they got in her building. And what do we hear from conservatives? They were like, AOC wasn't even in the Capitol. The fact checkers come out and say, the Capitol is connected to those buildings by underground tunnels. And then I said, and her story took place an hour before anyone breached the Capitol in the first place. Did she, was she psychic? Did she know it was going to happen? No, she fucking, Uh, you could legitimately think it was two o'clock and it was three o'clock. Like, if you remember something from yesterday, especially if, like, a lot of shit happened yesterday, this is, like, not beyond, this is, like, not an unreasonable thing to to think. That I just thought it happened at three, two, and it happened at three. Yeah, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I I believe the the rioters broke in somewhere around, like, two o'clock. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not, again, I'm not going to do this, like. I don't want to do what Tim is doing. Tim's like trying to read the timeline tea leaves here. And okay. I, well, like I, I, don't, I, I don't want us morning. to do that. Because I don't know and you don't know. And Tim probably doesn't know. So. <laughs> Reason the cops went to her door was because they were evacuating over a bomb scare. She did not know. In fact, she had just gone out for lunch or something. Mm-hmm. Why was she hiding in the bathroom? She fabricated the story. When someone came and knocked on her door, she claimed she went and hid in the bathroom. Why? There was no breaching of the Capitol. She's just sitting in her office one day and someone knocks on the door and she's like, I better go hide in the bathroom because she fabricated the story. I agree with you that witnesses to crimes can, under stress, Mm. misremember things and things become... uh, Does he think she did not know at all what was going on outside? The problem with another problem with all this is like it was clear to anybody who was in a couple of fucking Facebook terrorist training cells. I'm sorry, Facebook groups. What was likely to happen or what was possible to have happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, on the record the Sunday, two days before, not only did I say they're probably going to fucking storm the Capitol, I off like kind of flippantly said they're going to tear gas Deanna plus. And I was right about both. Uh, <laughs> but like she is more kind of in tune with what's going on on social media and like all that stuff than her, uh, than her counterparts. So she might've also, I mean, she, maybe she viewed this show and was like, well, Dave said they're going to storm the Capitol. But (laughs) the, the thing that I'm more interested in here is every time that anybody else on this starts to be like, well, Hey, you know, it could be this, or this could be at play here or whatever. Tim is like, no, like just like like almost like bang like you you he might as well be banging his fist on the desk like like admonishing people he's not doing it but he may as well be for just being like hey you know from what we know about traumatic events from what we know about the way humans remember things you know this could be some of these things could be at play here and he just doesn't want to hear any of it 
I have no interest in going like trying to uh, rehash the play by play of January 6th on this podcast. Um, but I am, it's very interesting to me watching, watching Tim just, just, I am the expert. You don't know anything basically to everybody else on his show. It's very interesting to see because he, he generally does not do that. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's, it's basically, he's saying like, there's no way that I'm wrong. Right. Even though they're saying you're probably right, but this, this could also be a factor. He doesn't even want to hear this could also be a factor from people who are sitting there desperately trying to agree with him. (laughs) This is wild. With AOC, she has a track record. I mean, I still think Mm. about her photos at the southern border where she's crying and it turns out there's nothing there. Like she is a master of political theater. And I think in certain points that served her well. And she knows that to a certain extent, her voter base isn't going to question her anyways. Like she could say anything and they'd be like, you go, girl. Let me see what your skincare routine is. My desire to play devil's advocate has got me defending AOC. (laughs) I I have no no intention of doing Constantine, you're not even defending AOC. You're just giving them, you're giving Tim like basic facts about how how our memories and how our brains process traumatic events yeah to the extent that he's defending aoc like he's defending victims of trauma right and it's again i'm like bringing up 9-11 the 9-11 conspiracists are always like we'll see this person doesn't remember these events exactly and it's like well that person had to run away from a fucking cloud of debris so we're gonna cut them a little slack on the timeline all right like yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's jump to the next the next story, the escalation in this. Check this out. This was a uh, huge breaking news yesterday. Lee Zeldin, a Republican from New York, someone tried to stab him. Uh-huh. And they're saying it was an alleged stabbing. And I'm like, there's a picture of the guy holding. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's got two blades on it in his hand as he's like if Tim had going. And then if Tim was a journalist, he would read something called a style guide. Usually comes from the AP Reuters actually puts out one, too. And the word alleged is not there because the people writing the article don't think the thing happened. It's there because that's yes. how you report. That's just how you do it. Well, it's there for the protection of the reporter. Because right. again, if you say like, oh, this guy clearly committed this crime, and then that person is found not guilty of committing that crime, then you are at risk of being sued for, uh, for uh, what's it called? Defamation. Sure, defamation. Is- I don't know if that's exactly the right thing or if it's libel or whatever. I don't know. I don't it, know which one, but basically it puts you at risk. If Okay, so like a single instance of it, probably not. But if a if an organization does it over and over again, it certainly puts the organization at risk and the legal department at the organization is going to put the brakes on it. Absolutely. Yeah. This is also just stuff in a stuff. This is just stuff out of the fucking style guides. This is how you talk about crimes that where there's no there's been no adjudication yet. That's it. Yeah. His arm back. You watch the video first. The guy didn't run full speed and jump up. He casually gets up, walks up to him and goes like this and then gets his arm grabbed. Almost like he didn't really want to do it, but I'm not going to say that. He went for it and got Mm. taken, you know, pulled down, thrown down. This dude got released immediately. Mm -hmm. Which Lee Zeldin predicted that night. But we're we're talking about a man who attempted to assassinate at, 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 at at minimum attempted to stab in the neck a a, a Republican running for governor mm. and they just cut him loose 
right away. How is it? How is it? I thought oh, that that's, only happens in the UK. That's New York state law. It's interesting because Lee Zeldin, one of his major platforms running, he's challenging Kathy Hochul, is that the crime laws in, US, in, in New York are terrible mm. and that they don't keep people safe who need to be kept safe. So it's just... I, I, some, I would like to see the statistics of uh, the New York state versus um, Arkansas on violent crime per capita. I'd just, you know, like to be curious. I'd be willing to bet that New York state is one of the most safe states in the nation. But I don't Probably. know. Probably. Probably. Irony, uh, irony that he was like, I I also think like using one law and saying because this one law is is bad, it means the entire state's laws are bad uh, is a, a hasty generalization fallacy. So, you know, if you're if you're going to say like this whole state is their laws aren't working, then like you said, Dave, you need statistics, right? I can tell you, he said this at 1.30 in the morning, like, under New York state law, this man will be released. And yep. he was completely right because he knows the law. They charged him with attempted second degree assault. Mm -hmm. You jump on stage to a sitting member of Congress, when, when a sitting member of Congress is- Maybe the fucking lady. prosecutor knows more than you do, Tim. The prosecutor's not going to just charge, like, the lowest crime. Like, <clears throat> prosecutor's going to- I think it's the judge that- that sets the bail. The prosecutor too. is the one who charges people with crimes, HK, not the judge. Yeah. So there, there's, but like the judge also, maybe they know something. Uh, I'm not saying if, if you're accused of a violent crime, you should be set free. Uh, but you know, I'm also not in charge of the bail system in New York. Who fucking knows? But like, I just know the prosecutor's not going to tend to charge the lowest thing. The prosecutors try to throw everything in the world at you, try to get you to plead out. Mm -hmm. And go for his neck, and that, that's it? Um, I, I. I've heard some like arguments that he was actually reaching for the, the microphone and that the blade. You see, it's not oh, you watch the knife. because the governor, uh, um, Zeldin said that he said, you're done. To him before mm -hmm. he came at him maybe he was going to try and grab the microphone well, why does he have right. a weapon in his hand see if you're approaching a guy with a weapon it doesn't make any sense attempted murder i've heard other people say whoa well those are like self-defense keychains they're not that serious but it's wait like, was a keychain knife okay everything's okay wait a minute it was on his keychain okay everything <laughs> changes now i'm i'm thinking i'm per, i'm picturing a different kind of knife by the way that they were talking if it was on his keychain you still can't do that you're still using a weapon to try to attack somebody but um, if it was on his keychain, now now everything's coming into a little more focus here. She fucked the whole thing up for Tim, I think. Women <laughs> for self defense—that's what they are. If you're attacked at night, I want to see the video. And have more force. Is he going to show the it's, video? It's a very strange thing. To Why would he? He can tell his audience what happened. That he's I'm not. Just on <laughs> Do you have a picture of the blade? Yep. Yeah. Let me see. I'm I can pull it up on Twitter. This is wild. I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna provide a defense for a guy who jumped on stage holding a blade and going after a sitting member of Congress. And right? telling him he's done. Uh, that allegedly, no. I don't know. Yeah, so... Wait, where's... Uh, like, who knows what that is? is that I, I don't blade? know what it's called. People probably know what it's called. It's got two spikes on it. You hold it between your fingers. They're self-defense keychains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And in the, in the video, you can see his arm go up and around towards the neck. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people reported, that he, he took a swing at, at, at his neck, at Zeldin's neck, and then they grabbed his arm and then someone bear hugged him and pinned him down. Mm -hmm. You jump on stage wielding a weapon saying you're done and then move your arm around with the blade in it. Like, dude, come on. 
Um, is there a no, video no. of it of the attack? I guess we'll call there it an is. attack. There are some flowing along. Yeah, along you can't you can't see that much, but you, you can. <laughs> Look, Tim could see everything just a second ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> he was clearly going at his neck, but you can't really. We we're not going to show because you can't really see what's going on in the video. <laughs> you yep. need to be me uh, to really understand. Tim is, Tim is psychic. <laughs> you need to be Tim. You need uh, to be Tim Pool to understand what happened in the video. Oh my god. But it it sounds like there's not a whole lot to disagree with here. I would say maybe uh, there are there are probably a lot of circumstances that I don't know, and I'm not the judge in this case, and I'm not the prosecutor in this case. So, you know, I would not I would not want to uh, to fling ideas around about what happened here and whether it's right or wrong. I, I certainly wouldn't tell my audience that they're too stupid to watch the video and figure it out themselves. <laughs> because if anybody around yeah. here is a dumbass, it's you or me. We've actually cultivated a pretty smart and cynical audience here. So if anybody's too dumb to assess the situation, it's one of the people on camera. But luckily, there's three people on camera, and so we can say it's Tim. <laughs> yep. Fuck a little far away but you can see him reach for it i just think regardless this is uh here's what i think of this guy i did some digging into his into his background and his family and stuff trying to find out what i could about him i don't know a whole lot um and this is he really didn't describe that like that weapon correctly the way he made it sound it sounded like it was like a like, like a, a knife. knife like yeah. a switchblade but like double-sided Oh, yeah, I don't remember exactly how he described it, but certainly I wasn't thinking of a little thing that looks like Batman that you put between your fingers. <laughs> Which, yeah, by the way, like, you that is a weapon, you for can, sure. You can fuck somebody up with that thing, for sure, but, like, this is... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that, that thing might be made out of plastic. Who fucking knows? Maybe the yeah, video... I don't think I would call this attempted assassination as, as Tim Pool did. Democrat types, like naive, ignorant, not really paying attention. My my personal assumption is that this guy is probably a dude who watches MSNBC and CNN. So now we're just going to make assumptions about the guy? <laughs> we're not even going to show the video. We're going to assume that he watches MSNBC? Can't you at least say that he's a fan of the intellectual Dollar Tree or something, dude? Come on. <laughs> uh, I guess MSNBC makes violent criminals i don't know is that his argument here if you watch msnbc or cnn you're gonna be a violent criminal i've wanted to throw my fucking glass at the tv when i've watched the news even like liberalish news i'm like <laughs> why are you, why are you such an idiot like <laughs> yeah uh this is this is ridiculous rhetoric here's what hokel says about zeldin being a big lie trump insurrectionist type and so he's like, I better do something about this. You know, it's like, so he, so he goes out there thinking he's going to stop this guy. Mm. Radicalization. This is what I wrote about in the Newsweek article about January 6th. The reason... So wait, accurately describing someone as a proponent of the big lie is radicalizing, but saying that the news media is the enemy of the state, would he say that that's not radicalizing? Tim didn't say anything about that because he wouldn't even bring that up on his show ever <laughs> okay fair enough uh, but i disagree that like accurately describing someone is radicalizing out of context in his video is to drive escalation 
they they so already we have had people uh people i work with people who work for me and and people i know say they've they saw like the reason that the newsweek article came to be is because i got hit up by newsweek and they said the moment we saw you in that clip we knew it was like like something's not right here and they're like you want to write about this and there were a bunch of people who hit me up and said, like, my family saw that. And they were like, whoa, that's the guy you watch. Mm. And they had to explain to them that it was fake, that they're lying about this. Mm. But it's radicalizing people. Well, this is the point I made earlier. If you remember when we started with Bannon, it's like, this worries me because your country is being radicalized against itself. It's, and the two sides are being encouraged to see each other as enemies. You talk about it in warlike terms. It's a war. We have to destroy them. And this is what you end up with, people going on stage trying to stab politicians. Although, I tell oh, you, uh, there, there are people on the right who are certainly saying stuff about like the Tree of Liberty and things like that. The people on the left. Are, I, I disagree. Like, I don't think that the left has a radicalization problem. And I think statistically, like, that, that bores out. I'm like the right has a radicalization problem and the left has radicals for sure, but the left does not have the same level of radicalization problem that the right has. I'm with you on this, like the, the statistics from the FBI about of uh, politically motivated crime there, um, because the FBI is certainly not historically a leftist organization, fairly conservative organization <laughs> over time. And they've been like talking about this for a while, right? Uh, not only the FBI, mm -hmm. but the fucking military has been talking about this now. It being a problem within their ranks that there's right-wing radicalization going on i'm hesitant to say that there is i just don't like talking about the left and the right broadly in that way um mostly because i i see tim pool doing it and i don't want to do it myself um so but i do i do i do see the the crime statistics politically motivated crime is mo uh, primarily right-wing motivated and then I believe religious motivated that isn't political is next. And then after that is like left left wing motivated for like no, not religious. I just, I just think the, the both sides from Constantine right here is unreasonable. You, you have the establishment left, which is the Democratic. Mm. They're the ones calling for conflict. They're the ones saying like arrest them, shut them down, mm. take away their votes. And but arrest them is what? Okay, so uh, arrest them is it? You're not. Yeah, I guess there are people who believe that people being arrested is state violence, right? That the state is kidnapping you. But those people are fucking like mostly anarchists and not like the cool kinds of anarchists. Those people are just wackadoodles. Um, when someone's like, I think that person should be arrested. That's usually because that person saying the person should be arrested believes that someone committed a crime. Yes, and and I think he's conflating like people who committed violent crimes or even nonviolent crimes, just people who committed crimes being arrested and and charged with those crimes. He's conflating like that with just this general sense of like the left is coming after us kind of boogeyman. Like right. no one's going after rank and file Republicans. Well, except for the guy, I mean, the, the, the one dude did, but he was a fucking wackadoodle, right? Like, you don't charge the stage with a sharp object unless you're a fucking wackadoodle. Yeah, but that's not the state are coming to arrest you. Right. Like, the, <laughs> and that's just, it's no, not, one's, no one's arresting just regular Republicans who didn't commit any crimes. Like, show me where that has happened. Where just some person, some politician was just, or 
supporter of a politician was just arrested for no crime. Like they were arrested and they didn't actually commit a crime. Right. People who are falsely arrested and convicted of crimes generally aren't. It's not politically motivated crimes. It's drugs, usually drugs, drugs, drugs. Yep. Drugs. Uh, but yeah, I, I guarantee you, if I were able to ask him that question directly, he wouldn't have an answer. He'd talk over you. <laughs> yep. Leftists, the socialists who just, they've always wanted a revolution anyway. So yeah. they're like, bring it on. Then you have the, you know, more fringe elements of the, of the right side that are saying tree of liberty and, and crazy stuff like that. But then when you look at the prominent. And right, I think, and by the way, in that sentence right there, he conflated a political revolution with a violent revolution. Political revolutions rarely happen without violence, HK. Sure, but, you know, the Bernie Sanders type that were talking about a political revolution weren't talking about taking guns to the Capitol. They were talking about voting. Yeah, they were talking about, like, basically reform. And it was maybe, maybe a bad choice of words, actually. But I mean, that's why they said political revolution. And they right. didn't say a HK, revolution. can you tell... Give me, give me a, a list of political revolutions that weren't bloody. Uh, well, again, not just a regular revolution. You're talking about just revolutions. Okay. And so you can, I'm, I, I'm I, saying HK, HK talk, call, calling for political revolution is just semantics and it was bad messaging because then okay, people yeah, like Tim pool messaging. can turn, people like Tim pool can turn around and use it. All right, I'll give you that. Bad messaging. Totally opposed to all mm. the conflict and violence. So th I think the, the, the main issue is, what do we talk about when we talk about uh, the, the civil war or whatever? It's usually like a national divorce. Can it be peaceful? And how do we prepare for it to protect ourselves against attacks, mm. not to attack? <laughs> how to go and arrest people. Did you hear like, Now he's just talking about a civil war. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, a national divorce, and they're, which they're is a civil war. They're wielding the power of the federal government uh, against the previous administration. They are wielding law enforcement power to destroy their enemies. My worry is, though, Tim, is if you think about this story, right? If that politician who's a Republican, right, if he gets stabbed, that will radicalize people on the right as well. And this is the process. Right. No, I don't like that argument at all. That I don't like. That, that. If this guy gets stabbed, it'll radicalize people on the right. I don't like that kind of argument at all, actually. It's the same thing as like, it's like, it's a, it's a more intense version of, well, people become fascists because the liberals are too mean to them when they say they don't like trans people. You know what I'm saying? It's like a more intense mm -hmm. version of that argument, but I don't like that argument at all. Yeah. It's a look what you made us do, like someone in chat was just saying to another and before you know it, everyone wants to kill each but, other but maybe radicalize radicalize isn't the right word if we i mean we literally just saw someone try to assassinate brett kavanaugh mm. these leftist groups broke the law did someone try to assassinate brett kavanaugh and they turned themselves into law enforcement they were having some kind of mental break you don't uh, part of your assassination plan doesn't usually end up in you turning yourself into law enforcement before you attempt any any violence so there was, I no... don't, I don't have all the details on the incident. I'm not okay. comfortable talking about it on a podcast that goes out to as many people as this show goes out to. Okay. Cause I did not hear of that. So I don't know what he's talking about.
everybody asked him like, hey, you know, this was illegal. And he's like, don't care. Then someone, then I, I said this, if you do not uphold the law when it comes to protesting at this home, they will escalate. Of course. And the next step was the guy showed up with the crowbar and the and the rope and the and the mm. taser or whatever he had, pepper it, spray. It really is like a fire. If you don't put was that like a, a game of clue. Was he in the conservatory with the crowbar and a taser and the rope? Was it Mr. Green? It just keeps growing. <laughs> well, if but you I'm, don't but, enforce the law equally for both sides, you have no law. It, right, right. But, but they were just talking a minute ago about the fucking January 6th and how like that's not, that shouldn't even be considered against the law. What the fuck? <laughs> how many of them people turn themselves into the cops? Uh, have cake and eat cake. Radicalization. Both at the wait, same wait. time. We just had two assassination attempts in the span of mm. like a month or so. Mm. For, for, for someone on the right to be like, I better bring a gun with me, it's not a radicalization. It's not them saying they want to kill someone. It's but where? A gun where? Mm. I watched the video. I, uh, I don't think he's trying to kill him. He walked up to him and then he started talking to him and actually backed away a, like a... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this, this, uh -oh. hip, this hippie guy's about to get fired. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I don't think he was trying I mean, to like him. we said, they didn't show the video because it's probably not an assassination attempt. And then started to grab at him. So it was an assault, but the, he would have walked with up with a blade in his hand. Yeah, he yeah. like walked up and started talking but to him. But why does he, he need to become go armed? And the right. other thing to Tim's point is that he his the arm go around for the neck. Uh, they struggled. Yeah, it, no, he, he, he would have killed him if he wanted blade. to kill him. He would have walked up and killed him. Really That's fast. not true. You don't walk in up fact, and start talking to someone if you want to. You are wrong. In fact, the most. So that is what happens when someone gets assassinated. They just walk up and kill him. So <laughs> Tim's wrong right here. So like, he's not going to show that his his producer saw the video. That's the his producer should be like bring up the video. I have it right here. But he doesn't <laughs> want to get fired. Uh, not on stage. <laughs> Running with at security. someone immediately gets you tackled. Oh yeah, his approach for sure. Calmly but once he stood, got up to him, he just stood there and started talking to him. I, and then I, they struggled. I'm not going to say I know what he was thinking, but he had a blade in his hand and he motioned for his neck. And people often... Now he motioned for his neck. But you are saying you know what he's thinking. And at first it went from he tried to stab him in the neck to now he motioned for his neck. What does that mean, motioned for his <laughs> neck? Like, yeah. And he is saying he knows what he's thinking. He's saying it was an assassination attempt. That means you know what he was thinking. The only thing, the, the mistake the guy made was to have like, the, it was like, I know what those things are. Uh, they're like mostly advertised to women, actually. They're little things like you put in your keychain that you can use yeah. for self-defense that you basically just to get away from somebody, right? You, yeah. You, you, you self-defense keychain. Yeah. You, you, you basically hack at somebody to try to get away and you shouldn't be fucking going up. You shouldn't be approaching anyone with that. If you have no reason to believe they mean you physical harm, because now you're the one who looks like you mean physical harm. But Tim Pool's producer was like, nah, dude, <laughs> I don't think this looked like an assassination. <laughs> Tim is hella mad. He's <laughs> on movies. In a movie, you see the guy jump up and ah, I'm going to get you. When you look in real life, assassinations could be very, very simple. And uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about, uh, I was, you ever see those theaters, those theater events where they have the ninja? assassinated and, uh, with pepper spray example, i'll start this way you ever see those those comedy routines where there's a black a black very sad story and then the guy will get fake slashed and then his body splits because it's actually two people wearing you know a white white mm. pants and a white shirt but then they're wearing all black the the idea of, of why ninja wear all black was because they would do plays 
And to make the ninja not be able to be seen on, on stage. Not for nothing, the sword behind him is a samurai sword. Black against a black backdrop. Then <laughs> Ninjas tend not to have swords like go, Oh, it was a ninja. In reality, ninja would dress like a farmer. If you want to infiltrate to assassinate someone, you have to blend in, not wear yeah, a ninja. Mask. He's not wrong here. Ninja were like spies. And they would calmly approach, mm -hmm. not psychotically run up full speed and scream. Ah! They'd walk up very calmly and, and smile and wave. And so what really you're saying is this you. guy's a ninja. What I'm saying is <laughs> that that Cam, right there, what, what, you came about to fire that guy assassination attempt because he walked slowly or not. It's true. In fact, but, I think walking slowly is is more is. is yeah, but Ian, if the guy like walks up, but he, he said he hand. didn't walk slowly. He said he ran up to him and Tim agreed that the approach was wrong. And then he said, and then the guy stood there. So now Tim's saying, okay, I agree with you. The approach was wrong. He ran up to him, but also walking slowly up to someone means you're going to kill them. Which he also did. He ran up to him while walking slowly. Yeah. So like, which the fuck is it? Come on. Just show the fucking video. You have the video. Just fucking show it. Let the audience decide. In the street, you'd be worried, right? For sure. If someone approaches me on the street, I'm worried. But right, right. <laughs> but, not me. But, but I'm not ready even, to run. I'm not afraid is, of everybody. If somebody walks up to me on the street, they might need help. They might recognize me from somewhere and I don't recognize them. They, I may have dropped yeah. my wallet. The chances that they mean you harm are very low. On stage, and when this guy gets up and walks over, he's wearing like a veteran hat. They're thinking like, what's happening? I'll tell you another story, a famous story. Uh, or I should say, maybe apocryphal, urban legend. Uh, a security guard was in a bank. Three guys walk in with, with ski masks on and rifles. Oh, is this a joke? And, and they just walk right up to him and say, drop your gun. And he goes, oh, and he drops it. And then they rob the bank. And after they asked the security guard, why didn't you do anything? And he was like, I couldn't believe it was actually happening. Like, I don't know. They, they no, that's because it's a security guard. Uh, so first of all, that wasn't a funny joke. Uh, he said it was an urban legend or it was apocryphal. Apocryphal just it, might mean that it's a, an urban legend. But like, <clears throat> like if you work I think at a Tim's bank, just bad at telling jokes. If you work at a bank in any capacity and you believe an armed robbery is going on, you are instructed by the bank, whether you're security, the teller, the manager, you are instructed to move slowly, do exactly what you're told and not die because it's the money is not worth your life. That's what you were told. And so yeah, that's same with like convenience store clerks getting robbed. Yeah. That's the security guard was doing exactly what he was trained to do. That's it. Yep. He just took my gun. You want to play? Have you want to play this no. clip? Zelda. Oh. <laughs> you want to play this clip? <laughs> that's the second time he's asked him if he wanted to play the clip. Tim's like, I have another story. Uh, three guys walk into a bar um, but they're libertarians and there's no regulation. And so the bartender serves them cyanide and they all die. Play an assassination attempt on YouTube. Okay, too. I see what you're saying. Zeldin addressed it and he said, like, I could see this guy coming out of the corner of my eye. Like, I could see it had, he had a hat on that maybe had a veteran's thing. But like when this is happening, you can't really stop to be like, oh, I'm going to reason with him. Like, you just have to. Wait a minute. Are you saying, are you suggesting that during a traumatic event, your memory of it might be fuzzy? Because I, Tim, I swear that Tim Poole said just a few minutes ago that that's what doesn't happen. <laughs> oh man what's going on like 
grabbed his wrist, things like that. I will also note that the Hochul campaign specifically called out this event in an email saying like it's it's a, a MAGA Republican bus tour that Big Line Lee yep. is like, like they drew attention to this event. They radicalized uh, people and then pointed them in this direction. Yeah. Wait, what? Well, By pointing out that, that their opponent, what? Divided country mm. and especially in New York. You so see wait, saying, uh, like describing your opponent as radicalizing them? Like, again, I just disagree with Tim that, like, accurately describing someone is radicalizing. I just don't think that that's radicalizing. Even, like, like maybe accurately describing, like, if accurately describing your politicians inspires people to kill them, maybe the problem is with your politicians. Ooh, I would never say that. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. That's oftentimes untrue, but... Okay, so calling it a like a MAGA bus tour if like your opponent is like clearly a MAGA person who doesn't believe that Joe Biden won the election I don't even see how that's like a that's that's like not even political hyperbole yeah it's just accurately describing your opponent or giving I'd, I'd say giving your opinion and then like again we don't even know if the guy actually tried to kill this guy because Tim refuses to show the video. <laughs> and he just said, oh, we Twice can't. Twice now. He said we can't show. An, he was trying to like blame TOS, right? He said, oh, we can't show an assassination attempt. I bet that video is all the fuck over YouTube. Uh, Hope lining <laughs> up behind a lot of the more liberal policies that New York has carried through the pandemic. And then Zeldin is an, a vocal Trump supporter. So they are a perfect contrast. And to have this become something that's happening in their state. And then for him to correctly call out that the guy who attacked him is going to be released, like it doesn't look great. They're not really looking for a, a mediation between these two mm. sides. Mm. Who got Hochul put put there? Like she after was a lieutenant governor under Cuomo, and then Cuomo resigned. She took over. So oh, she's okay. running to be elected. She was she assumed the the spot afterwards. Mm. Well, she was elected as the lieutenant governor, but okay. I think so. Yeah, he's like I'm going to come. He's back. never going to leave. I'm going to run it into the ground this time. Yeah, but I think this, this, this is the stuff I've been talking about. And it's funny because, you know, I'll say something like, I think we're headed towards a civil war. And four years ago, people said that was stupid. And then I was a moron. And then I was like, bro, I don't know. I just read The Atlantic. And they were like, we talked to security experts who said the United States is headed for a civil we're war. We're in a fifth generational world war right now. And we world have war. Yes. See, the other day you were arguing that it wasn't. Now you're saying it's a no, world war. No, I'm very convinced we're in a fifth generational what? war, meaning it's a cyber war, a war of the mind and the spirit. And it is global. It's All right, that's as good a place as any to fuck talking about? in this. I can't <laughs> fucking do that. I hope that guy's trolling Tim Pool. Like, that was really hard to watch. <laughs> if you're the person in my YouTube who made us watch that, um, uh, thanks for following our YouTube and sending us uh, suggestions, but I'm never taking your suggestion again. I'm, I'm uh, I, I thought that was great. Send us more, and I'll take them if Dave doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so what we learned is that we didn't learn anything. Uh, no, what we learned is that even if you propose a hypothetical to Tim where the narrative he's putting out there might be incomplete, he's going to fucking cut you right the fuck off. He will not be okay with that. Because <laughs> that's Constantine, and he didn't, you notice, like, after Constantine did that a couple times, Constantine doesn't say shit on this show anymore. Camera's not cutting to him. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, like Constantine. And when he did, when Constantine finally got a word in edgewise, it was like four words before Tim was like, nope, let me, let me cut back in here and talk for another 20 minutes. 
Well, to be fair, we got through 32 minutes of this. It just felt like longer. So we didn't have any segments where anybody <laughs> was talking for 20 minutes. But like we did learn, and it's it. <clears throat> I've never seen Tim Pool do that. I've consumed uh, a good deal of his content. And he doesn't do that with his guests. I don't know what was going on. Maybe him and Constantine don't personally don't like each other. Um, because I've I think seen, he just knew he was coming across across as completely unreasonable. But I've seen other people propose hypotheticals on Tim's show, and Tim just let them go. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't respect Constantine. Maybe he, you know, maybe the people that he's had on where he let them propose hypotheticals, he thinks they're higher up in the ecosystem or whatever than Constantine is and that he has to let them talk. Uh. Uh, who knows? I mean, he, Tim was, I thought he was just going to take that replica sword off the wall <laughs> and, 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 and actually try to do a political assassination on Constantine. <laughs> And then we would have had a video to he be like, I don't close. think he, I don't think he was trying to kill him with that fake sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was real hard to watch. But if you also look on the screen, there's five, 10, a hundred, $120 that came in. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Like Tim does that for the money. Yeah. So we, I believe we have the video for the, uh, the, Nope, nope, that's not what we have. I'm not watching. Oh, that's that's a good video, though, but we're not watching. That's just a comedy video making fun of Tim Pool. It's a better comedy video that's doing better than making fun than of us that making fun of Tim Pool. So I'm certainly not running. We that. should try and uh, we should try and find that video in the uh, in the red light. Yeah, we'll look for the video. We'll take a look at the video during the post game. HK, you want to read us out? All right. Uh, this has been the Intellectual Dollar Tree. We do this show every. Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. So if you're listening on the podcast and you want to check us out live, come to twitch.tv slash Media. You can find our other shows at echoplexmedia.com and you can support us at patreon.com slash echoplex. This is Boomers by Periscope.
nights at 9 p.m. It's time to sit back, relax, and play conspiracy bingo with Echoplex Media. We've curated the best conspiracy theorists the internet has to offer and turned it into a live bingo game you can play for free with absolutely no prizes but bragging rights. You won't find a live stream like this anywhere else, and that's probably better for everyone else's mental health. Tune in every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia and find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.